Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Good morning. The Big Dig. The Northeast still recovering from that historic winter storm over the weekend. Took about an hour just for my first car. Millions braving bitter cold temperatures to shovel away record amounts of snow. And Al says he's already tracking the next potential threat. His full forecast straight ahead. High stakes, the U.S., Russia, and Ukraine set to face off at the U.N. today over Russia's troop buildup at the border. Is there a path to peace or is invasion inevitable? We're live from the front lines. Unanswered questions. Former Miss USA and TV personality Chesley Christ jump into her own death from a high-rise apartment building in Manhattan. This morning, her family, friends, and fans struggling to understand why as tributes pour in. Spotify showdown with more artists, stars, and even royals applying pressure and demanding action. Joe Rogan weighs in on the controversy swirling around his podcast. I get things wrong. Absolutely. I get things wrong, but I try to correct them. The changes, the changes and the streaming platform are making to address COVID vaccine information and why critics say it's not enough. All that plus three days and counting the stars of Team USA arriving at the Winter Olympics. Just ahead, a first-hand look at the final preparations made more difficult by the pandemic. Today, Monday, January 31st, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. From Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today. It is Monday morning. Glad you're starting it with us. There was a lot of excitement in the NFL. I'm bleary-eyed. I can't I'm even believe bleary what was happening. Too. I didn't think I had a dog in the hunt with any of these teams, and all of a sudden I find myself like screaming. Now you the have Bengals. a tiger and a ram, actually. <laughs> the Bengals do. and the Rams. Now there are two. Yeah. And of course, it's going to be a big Super Bowl. We're looking oh. forward to it right here on NBC. Yeah. We've also got new details this morning on another showdown, this one in Washington. President Biden putting together his list of potential nominees to replace Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer. Just ahead, why a prominent Republican is praising one possible candidate. But we do start with that monster storm here on the East Coast and the major cleanup still happening this morning. Record setting snowfall coming ahead of a deep freeze across much of the nation with another, another possible storm on the move. Got it all covered, including Al's forecast. But first, NBC's Kathy Park in hard hit Boston for us. Hi, Kathy. Good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning to you. And the snow is falling at a rate of two to three inches per hour. It piles up pretty quickly. All across Boston, we're looking at these large, these massive snow piles. This one standing more than six feet tall. And this morning, it really is a race to clean up as the work week begins. This morning, millions in the Northeast waking up to a deep freeze. And for those still without power, the situation could be dangerous. This weekend's record-setting nor'easter with heavy snow and powerful winds, creating blizzard conditions in parts of 10 states. The last 36, 48 hours have been freezing, windy, and just treacherous. It took me about an hour just for my first car. 
In Massachusetts, some spots recorded more than 30 inches of snow. And Boston tied a record for the highest snow total in one day with nearly two feet. At the height of the storm, power outages impacting roughly 100,000 across the state. Utility crews lined up for gas on Cape Cod as they rushed to get customers back online. Homes along the shore took a beating from high surf and extreme winds. Freezing temperatures turned Saturday's floodwaters into ice the next day, while the sea spray on these homes also froze over. In Rhode Island, bus drivers digging out for hours to get ready for the school week ahead. We want the kiddos to be able to get to school and on school on time. The winter weather taking a tragic turn too. At least four dead on New York's Long Island. Three of them died while shoveling snow. Hours of treacherous conditions paralyzing travel from Maryland to Maine and forcing airlines to cancel more than 5,000 flights over the weekend. Heading to Dallas, um, so hopefully cross our fingers, we'll make it. The historic snow day may have disrupted most weekend plans, but incredibly, not this outdoor wedding in Rhode Island. I now pronounce you husband and wife. One couple deciding a blizzard wouldn't get between their vows. And now that the storm has passed and the digging has begun, as you can imagine, parking is a hot commodity here in Boston. So residents are using just about anything and everything to mark their spots, even a beach chair. I think I deserve a hot chocolate this morning. Guys. You do. You do. And so does that bride. Whatever the opposite of bridezilla is, she's amazing. Super bride. Um, we're going to get to Al's forecast in a couple of minutes. He's got word of a net, another potential storm. So we'll get to Al in a moment. Meantime, the threat of a Russian invasion of Ukraine is taking center stage at the U.N. today. The Security Council meeting at the request of the United States to discuss Russia's military buildup at the border. NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engels on the ground for us in Ukraine once again. Hey, Richard, good morning. Good morning. The diplomacy is still continuing. There is that U.N. Security Council meeting and Russia just said that its foreign minister will speak to the U.S. Secretary of State tomorrow. But so far, no signs Russia is backing down. Russia is keeping its troops on the move and the world guessing. This time, it's anti-submarine drills in the Norwegian Sea. Norway is a NATO member. Russia has roughly 130,000 troops and tanks, warships and missiles at the ready near Ukraine's borders. In Ukraine's capital, Kiev, veterans are training civilians in combat. But Ukraine's President Zelensky says he doesn't think Russia will invade. Russia insists it won't. In Ukrainian frontline cities like Mariupol, close to the Russian border, people are getting nervous. At a church service here, Ukrainian Orthodox, the bishop urges people to have faith and pray for the Ukrainian military. As the congregation leaves, Maria plays a bandura to keep their spirits high. Maria volunteers in the church's soup kitchen, in part to keep her mind off the situation. She's having trouble sleeping. I am really, really worried, she says. My father is in the military. We are afraid to lose him, afraid to lose our Ukraine, and afraid for our lives. 
But eastern Ukraine is divided. Outside of Mariupol lives Serhii. He's pro-Russian, a former milk truck driver who now lives on a $90 a month pension. His home is directly across a river from an area held by pro-Russian separatists. Serhii is nostalgic about the old Soviet Union when everyone had a job and he felt proud to be part of an empire. I think the authorities here have to change and laws should work, but they don't. So people think it's worse here than in Russia. Out here in the far east of Ukraine, it's unclear how many people are pro-Russian and how many people are pro-Ukrainian. For Vladimir Putin, there is no ambiguity. He believes that all of Ukraine must be returned to the Russian fold. The only question is, will he try and take it by force? Richard Engel for us in Ukraine. Richard, thank you. Also this morning, President Biden's search for a Supreme Court nominee is coming into focus with more than a dozen candidates now under consideration to replace retiring Justice Stephen Breyer. The president has vowed to select a black woman to fill the seat, and at least one candidate is drawing praise from a key Republican senator. NBC's senior Capitol Hill correspondent Garrett Hake joins us with more. Garrett, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning to you. Uh, President Biden has promised to make his selection for this seat by the end of February to let the Senate then get to work on confirming her. But lawmakers in both parties are already debating who they think the pick should be and what that pick will say about the country. As the president's Supreme Court nominee search heats up, Democrats are planning an ambitious confirmation timeline. It's going to be fair, it's going to be deliberate, and we're going to be timely about it, too. The president is considering more than a dozen candidates, including Judge J. Michelle Childs, a federal judge in South Carolina. Childs has the backing of key Biden ally, Congressman James Clyburn. And on Sunday, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham signaled she may get bipartisan support. She's highly qualified. She's of good character. And we'll see how she does if she's nominated. But I cannot say anything bad about Michelle Childs. She is an awesome person. Other potential candidates include California Supreme Court Justice Leandra Kruger and Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson, confirmed last year to the D.C. Circuit with bipartisan support. Then the committee knows quite a bit about the, that person, and uh, that can be taken into consideration. Meanwhile, Mississippi Senator Roger Wicker is under fire for comparing the president's promise to nominate a black woman to affirmative action. The irony is that the Supreme Court is at the very same time hearing cases about uh, about this sort of affirmative racial <laughs> discrimination yes. and, 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 and while adding someone who is the beneficiary of, uh, of this sort of quota. The White House pushing back, recalling similar pledges by Republican Presidents Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump to nominate women, writing in part, quote, President Biden's promise is in line with the best traditions of both parties and our nation. But a new poll finds 76% of Americans say Biden should consider all possible nominees, not only black women. Senator Susan Collins claims the president's pledge is politicizing the process. I believe that diversity benefits the Supreme Court, but the way that the president has handled this nomination has been clumsy at best. And no matter who President Biden selects, she will make history if confirmed. A 50-50 Senate like this one has never confirmed a Supreme Court justice before. The White House knows they'll need every Democratic vote, and they're keeping a close eye on Republicans like Susan Collins and Lindsey Graham, hoping their nominee can get bipartisan crossover support.
Savannah. All right, Garrett Haig, thank you very much. Now to an outpouring of grief and support in the wake of the sudden death of Chesley Christ, a former Miss USA winner and TV host. The 30-year-old jumping to her death from a high-rise apartment building in Midtown Manhattan. NBC's Morgan Radford has the very latest. Hey, Morgan, good morning. Hey there, Hoda. Good morning. Police say that this all happened just before 715 Sunday morning when Chesley Chris jumped from the common area on the 29th floor of that Manhattan high rise. And she was a lawyer who really highlighted and fought for issues of social justice and really change. She was also a beloved entertainment correspondent for Extra, and she represented change herself when she was crowned Miss USA back in 2019, which is why her death is now leaving so many questions about such a vibrant life cut short. This morning, authorities are investigating the tragic death of a pageant star being remembered as someone so filled with life. Police say 30-year-old Chesley Christ, the 2019 winner of the Miss USA pageant and a correspondent for Extra, jumped from the 29th floor of a Manhattan apartment building Sunday morning and was pronounced dead at the scene. Police telling NBC News the cause of death is believed to be suicide. Her family saying in a statement, her great light was one that inspired others around the world with her beauty and strength. Christ becoming a second generation pageant winner after her mother, April Simpkins, was Mrs. North Carolina 2002. Christ was working as an attorney in North Carolina before entering the pageant scene. Just a really beautiful soul and um, uh, she embodied what Miss USA represents. Chris's win meant that for the first time, three black women were reigning Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, and Miss America. Her win was such a big win for me personally because she was the first Miss USA that made me feel um, as if I could be Miss USA. Shortly after her pageant win, Chris becoming a news correspondent at Extra, earning her two daytime Emmy nominations. In the past, Chris speaking openly about mental health, sharing that she spoke with a counselor to maintain her own mental health. As friends, family, and fans struggled to understand the loss, Christ writing in her final Instagram post, may this day bring you rest and peace. Messages of support are pouring in for Chris this morning. And if you or someone you know is struggling or just needs some help, please feel free to contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That's at 1-800-273-TALK. You can even just simply text STRENGTH to the crisis text line. That's 741-741. You can even go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Hoda, Savannah. Right, uh, Morgan Radford. Morgan, thank you. And this one, it's close to home. We both had a chance to be interviewed by her. What a lovely human oh, being. Oh, she was. She was yeah. a sunshine. She'd yeah. be out there on the yeah. plaza greeting us with a big smile. She was so accomplished. It's just heartbreaking. And so we just wanted to send our love to yeah. her family. Because you well, never know what people are going through. You, you have no idea. No. So yeah. we send our prayers Indeed. for comfort and healing for them. More to get to this morning. Federal prosecutors have reached plea agreements with two of the three men facing federal hate crime charges for the murder of Ahmaud Arbery. In November, Travis McMichael and his father, Gregory McMichael, were convicted of Arbery's murder in a state court. They were sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. A third man convicted in the killing, William Roddy Bryan, was not mentioned in yesterday's court filings, but attorneys for Arbery's family released a statement saying they're, quote, vehemently against the plea deals. Details of those agreements have not, however, been made public. All right, Al's on the road. He's in Santa Monica, California. That does not look like no, Santa Monica, No, we don't California. believe you. This is an event celebrating the Super Bowl and the start of the Winter Olympics. Hi, Al. Morning. 
Hey guys, good morning. Yes, it's a once in a lifetime event, the Super Bowl and the Olympics on NBC. We're in Santa Monica Place in Santa Monica. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. But I, I left New York City uh, and a snowstorm to come to this, another snowstorm here. We'll explain how we created this first. But let's look at what's happening today. We got another winter storm to talk about. 31 million people at risk from the Pacific Northwest, stretching through the plains and into the Midwest, mess where we're Midwest, where we're looking at those winter weather advisories. Cross-country storms comes out of the Northwest. It slows down as it gets from the Rockies all the way to Detroit. Snow and ice from the Rockies on into the Midwest on Wednesday. Then this thing continues to the east, and what it's going to do is bring ahead of it along the I-95 corridor, mostly rain, but inland we're looking at snow and ice stretching from New England all the way back into the Appalachians. Take a look at what we expect. Uh, really, 6 to 12 inches of snow stretching from Oklahoma on into Detroit in the midweek period, and then by the end of the week we're into the northeast of New England and widespread icing from New England all the way down into Texas by the end of the week. So this is going to be a big impact storm before it's all over. That's your latest weather, guys. Coming up in the next half hour, we're going to be talking about some really chilly weather down in Florida that's causing more than a different kind of precipitation to be falling. Uh -huh. We'll explain that a little oh. bit. Hey, Al, what's the temperature there for real right now? It's it's about 48 degrees, so oh. I'm going to tell you, it's a little on the chilly side. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right, just checking. Yes, all right, Al. You are not at this was not the beach trip you were promised, uh, Al. No, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Al. No, no, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. Still ahead, Spotify and popular podcaster Joe Rogan responding overnight from the center of a growing controversy. Their messages to subscribers and stars raising concerns and pulling content over the spread of COVID vaccine misinformation. Plus, as Al just mentioned, the Winter Olympics, can't believe it, just three days away. We're live with an inside look at the final preps as the stars of Team USA begin to arrive. But first, this is Today on NBC. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi, it's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Cincinnati 
is time for this town to get down. You got Johnny. Dr. Johnny Fever, and I am burning up in here. What? <laughs> We're back with Howard Hessman as the iconic Dr. Johnny Fever on WKRP in Cincinnati. Hessman, who earned two Emmy nominations for that role and went on to star in Head of the Class and host SNL three times, he passed away at the age of 81 over the weekend. Mm. And manager called Hessman a groundbreaking talent whose kindness and generosity was equaled by his influence and admiration to generations of actors. Yeah. Remember watching him. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Head of the class, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Show. Well, let's get to our headlines here at 730. Former President Donald Trump says he would consider pardons for those who participated in the January 6th Capitol riots. Speaking at a rally in Texas over the weekend, Trump says if he's reelected, his administration, quote, will treat those people from January 6th fairly, even if that includes pardons. In the meantime, Trump admitted for the first time yesterday that he wanted former Vice President Mike Pence to, quote, overturn the 2020 election. Trump falsely claimed that recent efforts to re reform the Electoral Count Act proves his claim that Pence had the power to throw out election results. An American woman charged with providing material support to ISIS is scheduled to appear in a Virginia courtroom today. 42-year-old Allison Fluke Ekron is accused of organizing and leading an all-female military battalion in Syria on behalf of the terrorist organization. Authorities say she allegedly expressed interest on six separate occasions of carrying out attacks on the U.S. She was arrested in Syria, then transferred by the FBI in custody over the weekend. A single ticket was the lucky winner of Friday's $426 million Mega Millions jackpot. That winning ticket was sold at a gas station in the Woodland Hills neighborhood of Los Angeles. The winner has yet to come forward. They'll have the choice of taking that lump sum payment of roughly $293 million before taxes or the entire jackpot amount in payments over 29 years. Also this morning, the controversy over Spotify's top podcaster is ramping up. Yeah, more artists are now joining Neil Young, accusing the platform of spreading COVID misinformation and pulling their music. And this morning, both Spotify and Joe Rogan are responding. NBC's Emily Akeda has been following the few. She joins us with an update this morning. Hey, Emily. Good morning, guys. Spotify CEO says it's important they're not a content censor, but acknowledges they need to do more to provide balance when it comes to medical information, misinformation rather. Overnight, Joe Rogan agreeing to help with that goal. Whether that will slow the number of artists leaving the music streamer, only time will tell. This morning, Joe Rogan speaking out. I don't always get it right. Responding to backlash against his popular podcast, where he's known for questioning vaccine safety and recently interviewed a controversial virologist who suggested Americans were hypnotized into getting vaccinated. And I'm interested in having interesting conversations with people that have differing opinions. Rogan offering to make some changes as powerful celebrities put pressure on the streaming service. Whenever I get something wrong, I try to correct it. If there's anything that I've done that I could do better is uh, have more experts with differing opinions right after I have the controversial ones. Now, Spotify says it's going to add a content advisory to any podcast episode discussing COVID-19, directing people to expert information on the virus, which Rogan says he supports. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle chiming in. Their organization, Archwell, says it's expressing concerns with Spotify to ensure changes to its platform are made to help address this public health crisis. 
Archwell Audio will continue its exclusive partnership with Spotify, in contrast to the wave of musicians stripping original recordings from the platform. Rock icon Neil Young says his record company is losing 60% of my worldwide streaming income in the name of truth. The expanding revolt now includes singer-songwriter Joni Mitchell and Bruce Springsteen's guitarist Nils Lofgren. Plus, best-selling author Brene Brown, who signed a multi-year deal with Spotify in 2020, tweeting she will not be releasing any podcasts until further notice, though not saying why. Professor of Pop Culture Robert Thompson says for Spotify, navigating this controversy is a business decision. When they are looking for ways to maximize income, the podcast is clearly a direction in which they're going, and Joe Rogan is the standing-on-the-top-of-the-heap example of that direction. And Spotify's rivals are pouncing on the controversy. Apple Music, for example, calling itself the home of Neil Young. And we should mention Rogan hasn't directly responded to our request for a comment, but has previously said people shouldn't look to him for medical advice. Guys. All right. Emily Caterforce there. Emily, thank you. Coming up next, the countdown to the Winter Olympics entering the home stretch. We got three days to go. Yeah, and an inside look at the final preps and what's being done to keep athletes safe right after this. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are influencers on the internet. Which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high coverage foundation. More popular than soft launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi, it's more popular than influencers. See you in there. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Seven thirty-nine. We are back with our countdown mm -hmm. to the Winter Olympics. Oh yeah, we're down to it. Athletes <laughs> have already started arriving. Happened over the weekend. The competition is set to begin on Thursday. Opening ceremony coming up on Friday. There are strict new rules in place to keep COVID at bay. Indeed, NBC's Janice Mackey Frayer is there for us. Janice, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. With the Olympics just a few days away from opening, athletes, journalists and officials have been arriving to this world of restrictions that China has put in place to keep tight controls over both COVID and criticism. Team USA arriving to China and entering Beijing's Olympic closed loop. A surreal world of white suits, daily COVID tests, and rigid restrictions that are bent on total separation of Olympics participants from the actual host city. Because they are working so well, I believe we can be confident that the games will go ahead safely. But inside the bubble, cases are already on the rise among athletes who face isolation, then need two negative tests so they can't compete. It's why U.S. bobsledder Josh Williamson didn't board his flight to China on Instagram, confirming he tested positive Sunday, saying this has not been an easy pill to swallow. Williamson adding he still hopes to get a later flight to the Games. 
With preparations in full swing for the opening ceremony just days away, Beijing is also in full emergency mode. Neighborhoods locked down after a spike in COVID cases here, the highest in 18 months, and travel bans impacting Chinese New Year when millions are usually on the move. At the edges of the closed loop, there are buffer zones like this, but anything beyond the barrier is inside the bubble. I'm within waving distance, but there's no crossing over. A Winter Olympics during a pandemic was always going to be a challenge for China's leaders, who face intense criticism over human rights and scrutiny over state surveillance. Even the snow and ice are coming under fire, all artificially made in an area of water scarcity. Got a nice little view. With all the caveats of competing in a zero-COVID country. So excited to finally be here. Just being in Beijing feels like a win for U.S. curler Chris Plies. Every athlete that's competing here, I think, has obviously put a lot of effort into, um, into staying as safe as they can. With the world's attention turning to China and a Winter Olympics like no other. There are no foreign spectators at these games, and most Chinese fans won't be allowed either. For the opening ceremony on Friday at the Bird's Nest, it's a limited audience, invitation only, four COVID tests required for anyone attending, but organizers say they want to take every precaution they can. Guys. All right, Janice uh, Mackey Ferrier, thanks. And again, Olympic action kicks off this Thursday. Complete coverage across all platforms of NBC. You're doing an opening ceremony with Tariko. It's going to be fun. Oh, and yeah. Oh, the rehearsal's going. Yeah, great, okay. great. It's, it's going to be good, you guys. The energy. Actually, this Friday morning, you can watch the opening ceremony live That's right. in this time zone. Boom. And then in prime time, if you want to watch it again or yes. with the kids or, or whatever. Do. Anyway, let's go to Al. He's gearing up for the games and the Super Bowl once in a lifetime in Santa Monica, California. Hi, Al. That's right. Absolutely. We're at Santa Monica Place Mall, and this is a once-in-a-lifetime event. The Super Bowl and the Olympics, same time. So we've got uh, our little Olympic rings. We've got Super Bowl 56, and, and we've got, of course, the host city for the Super Bowl right here. Los Angeles and the Rams are, are, are in it, so that's pretty amazing. All right, and, and we've got snow going on right here, snow blowers, uh, and, and we've got 40 tons of shaved ice. Uh, unbelievable. It's awfully cold down in Florida right now. We're talking lows, morning lows in the 20s and 30s. Uh, Kerry Sanders is going to tell you what the, the problem is now, why that's causing big problems. But look at these temperature highs. Miami and Key West, 50. Jacksonville in the temperatures in the mid-30s. Now, as we move across the other side of the Gulf, we got a low a slow-moving, low-pressure system that's going to be bringing rain across the state. Chance of gusty winds, hail. We're talking upwards of four inches of rain. And uh, also, we could be looking at some flooding as well. And then take a look at these temperatures. A big warm-up from Texas all the way to the Plains. Temperatures anywhere from 10 to 20 degrees above average. Wichita, St. Louis, Dallas, Jacksonville tomorrow. That moves to the east. Cleveland, Nashville, Abilene, Little Rock all above average. But then temperatures warm up in the east for about a day and then drop back down. 48 in New York on Thursday, 41 Friday. New Orleans, you're in the low 70s. Wednesday and Thursday by Friday, down to 50. Hey, guys, speaking of the Olympics, the oh. Beijing seven-day forecast, upper 30s to low 40s, and plenty of sunshine. Okay. Looking, looking good. Oh. So, Savannah and Craig, or certainly for you, Craig, you're going to have some great weather out there. That's, yeah. that's the cool. plus. Not we'll too bad. Yeah, we'll exactly, Al. Thank you. And as promised by Al, coming up next, we are going to take you inside this bizarre side effect of the brutal cold down south in Florida. Yep, iguanas frozen and falling from trees. <laughs> <laughs>
but it's all fine. <laughs> Gary Sanders explains that unusual <laughs> phenomenon that if you're a Floridian, you probably know about it coming up right after this. Up right now. <laughs> okay. Oh. oh, we're back with a few friends just saying hello. She's 12 years old. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Carson Beauty. joins us. Hey, Carson. Good morning, Good morning everybody. Well, as much as the East Coast recovers from that brutal winter storm and copes with the cold, a phenomenon tied to the weather is apparently happening down in Florida. It is all the rage and it is raining lizards. It's raining lizards. NBC's Carrie Sanders, who else, I ask you, is going to explain <laughs> this phenomenon to us. Hi, Carrie. Morning. Good morning. It's in the 40s, and I keep looking up because the iguanas that live in the trees, well, when the temperatures drop, they also drop, literally. As the Northeast recovers from that winter wallop, this morning, Floridians are also dealing with a deep freeze and something else falling from above. Frozen iguanas. Completely frozen. We'll see. He ain't moving. As temps dip into the 40s, these cold-blooded reptiles go into shock, unable to grip their perch in trees. Do iguanas fall out of trees when it's cold outside? Yes, they do. The National Weather Service even issuing a falling iguana forecast for South Florida. When you have temperatures going down that low, what happens is their body literally shuts down. They get into almost a, a coma type of situation. Oh my God, y'all, he's frozen. Residents encountering the cold stunned creatures everywhere. You got the iguana thunder, we call it here, right? They fall out of the trees and onto your roof and you hear the bows. <sighs> Growing to six feet long, iguanas are originally from around the equator, but were brought into Florida as pets years ago. When some were set loose, they multiplied, quickly becoming a public nuisance. They'll feed on every flower you have in the garden. They burrow onto roads, they burrow into seawalls. Some trappers using this opportunity to catch them. If they're nice and slow, that's, that's prime opportunity. While sympathetic animal lovers may try to warm them up, experts say hands off. When startled, iguanas can bite, and it's also illegal to warm them up and then release them. I want to know, in fact, we all want to know if these temperatures are coming to an end and the popsicles or the raining iguanas that come out of the trees will end, and I think so. It's warming up already, guys. Oh, good. Okay, wow, that, that there's bizarre. a lot there, Carrie. <laughs> well, We're going to leave it alone. It's the law to warm them up down there, uh, too. Leave them alone. All right, guys, coming up. Thanks, Carrie. Uh, we're going to kick off a week of Super Bowl commercial sneak peeks. We're going to start it off in style with the one and only <laughs> Kevin Hart joining us live. Coming up, your 8 o'clock hour. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com.